right, all right. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Father, and we thank you right now for this opportunity, Father God, to just come before you and give a word this morning. God, you know that I have done my homework, but God, I need you to speak through me and for me. So hide Veronica behind the cross right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, as we bring a word to your people that it will not be just a good word, but it will be a word that will prick somebody's heart and do some good. So Father, we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I ask you, Father, that everything that be done here today be done in, in your in, in with you in mind, God, and in your presence, and that you will bless it from on high. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And my soul says, amen, amen, and amen. God, we pray that it will all be acceptable in your sight. All right, you've heard the scripture this morning. I just want to greet you this morning with the joy of Jesus. Jesus, it is deed and honor this morning to stand in the stead of our pastors, uh, Pastor V. Keith and I, Antha Brown, who are away this morning, but the service continues. And so we thank them for the opportunity to come into your presence and bring you a word in their absence. The scripture has already been read for you. We came from 1 Corinthians 9, 24 and 25. And so you already know what the scripture has said. And because of that scripture, I have titled this message, Pass the Baton and Run the Race. And, and I can tell you that I believe that during this pandemic period, uh, uh, that this should have been a time to teach us to be still and listen for God's instructions. Um, I believe that it probably has caused many of us to just step out on faith. This should really have been a year of building up, building ourselves up. So it, it, it's almost like this has been a refresher course in remembering the promises of God. If nothing else, it certainly has been a year of the push, a year of praying and pressing until something happens. And that something happening is happening right now. You, you, you know, for some time we were, we were singing a song, Lord, Whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. Everywhere you went, you heard that song. Whatever, Lord, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. Well, I believe that God has a work for us to do. And if you are singing that song and you're really getting it down in your spirit, it means that you are willing to do whatever the work is that God has for you to do. Well, let me just say that if you that that it it means also that if you really mean what you're singing, that you are ready to be present and ready to receive your instructions and you prepared for the journey, because that's exactly what this is. This is a race to be run. This is a journey that we have to go through. If we look at the scriptures, uh, uh, 9 and 3 and, and Luke, it, it says that when Jesus sent out the disciples, he instructed them to take nothing for your journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, not even an extra shirt. And I believe that he's told them that because Jesus wanted them to travel lighter and faster without the burden of carrying a whole lot of possessions with them. In other words, don't get bogged down in overpacking or 
weighed down with unnecessary things. Now, ladies, I, I, I know there's some men on the line, but I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this to us. You know how we can get bogged down over packing. I, I just came from a trip, and my Lord, when I came back, I hadn't worn half the stuff that I had packed. Overpacked and weighed down. So uh, God is saying to us, don't start taking all that stuff down. Just pay attention to what I'm telling you. In other words, he's saying, let me order your steps. Get out of my way so that I can work a good work in you. You just carry the word. Amen? Just carry the word. You don't need all that extra stuff. I'll tell you. I will direct you. I will speak for you. I will go before you. You just carry the word. And, 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 and you know, in everything that, that, that we do, that we pursue in life, I, I'm telling you, if you want to succeed, you must be prepared and fit for the assignment. You know, one of the one of the favorite things I like to watch when I'm watching sports on the TV is track and field. Now, I don't know how many of you like that, but I, I, I like I love that sport. I, I love to see the, the preparation and the running that they get into. And, you know, if, 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 if you view this and you watch this sport and you see these participants, you can only imagine the time that has been spent the energy that's, that they have to use and the training they, they had to endure to even make it to that level. I, I don't believe, I don't believe that some of them just, or any of them just woke up one morning and decided, well, like any of us, we're not going to wake up one morning and just decide, I'm going to the Olympics and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to introduce myself to the officials I'm going to step out on the field and I'm going to run either the 100, the 200, or the 400 meter. Better yet, I'm just going to go out there and tell them I want to be in the relay race. But let me tell you right now, I don't think that that's going to work. Now, you know, the relay, if, if you watch that, it's competition. And, and it's where members of a team take turns completing parts of the race or performing a certain action. Now, it consists of a certain number of stages, usually four, and each leg is run by a different member of the team. But, but, I, but I, even before you get that, I believe that you got to have the proper gear. You got to have the right shoes because I haven't seen anybody out there in any flip-flops I haven't seen them out there in any high heels or stilettos. I believe that when you pack your bag, you probably got to have the right kind of socks. And you might, you know, with all these different watches, you may want to pack your GPS watch or your heart rate monitor. And, you know, for later on, when you're really showing off and you're cooling off, you may need some sunglasses. And if it's hot out there, you go take a little sunscreen. You know, you're packing the stuff, the necessary stuff that you need. And you know you're going to need some water, so you probably want to take a hydration pack. And you may need two or three outfits for running. You're not going out there with jeans on, and you're not going to pack ball gowns because we ain't going to the ball. We're going to the racetrack. So you've got to have the proper gear, and you've got to have the proper wear. 
and we can't go anywhere without snacks, so you may want to throw a few snacks in there just to refuel your body. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, just take the stuff that you need. And when you get there, uh, I don't believe that you can have just all slow people on the team. And you can't have the slowest person on the team as your anchor. So I, I don't think that running this relay race, they're going to call for too many people my age because they don't want the slow people out there trying to run the relay. But that's okay because I can stay on the sidelines and be a very good cheerleader. You with me? So even your in-between runners, your second and third runners, they got to have some kind of speed. And all of your runners need some kind of skill elements. You, you, you know, your arms got to be a certain way, uh, 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 kind of relaxed and close to your body when you get ready to start. And, and, and you know, you got to have a straight and tall torso and you can't be cross, crossing in and out on everybody's line. You got you can't no crossing over the midline. And, and, and you know, your hip got to have the right extension and, and your head got to have the right position and your, your feet, you know, even your feet, you, you, you gotta have the right contact. If you got on the right shoes and you have the right foot contacts and contact, and, and, and then you gotta have some kind of rhythm motion. You, you, you know, you can't just go out there stumbling around. You gotta be able to run in a motion. I, I believe that you got to have a strong stomach and you got to know exactly when you want to swing those arms. So, so, so here we go. Now, where does the race organizer come in? He, he's got to make sure that every runner is in the right position of the leg. You got to have the right stance. You can't be slumped over you. You, you know, you see them out there, they're moving their head and they're moving their shoulders and they're moving their legs. They're getting themselves in the right stance. You got to have the right frame of mind. Because if I'm getting ready to hand off to you, Sister Granddad, and you are up there and I'm running first and I got to run to you next, I don't believe that I want to look down the line and you down there fixing your hair. I don't think they want that down there. And, and, and you know, Minister Juanetta, we, we can't have you dancing all around if, if you in the race and, and, and you waving to the crowd, you know, and high-fiving the media. That ain't what we want to look down there and see. Because if I look down there and see that, you ain't paying attention. How are we going to run this race? You got hair going on. You got waving going on. You got high-five. You ain't ready. You got to be ready. And, and, and you know that runner that's that's finishing the leg, and, and the, 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 he's, he's got to be able to pass that baton to the next person while you are running. You, you got to be able to make the right exchange. Each runner, except, the, the, except your anchor, which is your last runner, must pass that baton over to the next one. And it's got to be passed off, it says, in a 20-meter long takeover zone. You can't be running all up there at the wrong time. So you got to base, they got to base your speed on what they need. They got to set it up so that the lead leg off is your, your second fastest runner. Okay? And then the second leg is your third fastest runner. 
and your and your third, and, and he's the slowest because then he's the, your fast ones have already gone up. You know, you, you got to be in the right stance. You got to be able to pass this baton. You ain't holding it all up over your head. You got to have the right stance so that when you go, you're ready to roll. And, he, and the next one to you is ready to grab that baton because you're pressing toward a mark. Now, let me tell you one thing you don't want to do. Neither one of the runners, please don't drop the baton. You got to be ready to go. Your arm got to be in a certain position. You got that baton, you ready to roll. Don't drop that baton. And you know your anchor, your anchor is dependent, the one that you depend on to have the best chance of winning and bringing it home for the team. I believe, I believe just like these runners, we've already had the perfect trainer set before us, none other than Jesus. He's already set the standard. And it seems to me if we're going to win this Christian race, that we better be sure of a few things. A, that we're in the right position. B, that we have the right endurance. And C, that we don't get distracted by the naysayers, that we don't get distracted by the hurdles, that we don't get distracted by the obstacles that you're going to encounter. God never promised us a rose garden but he promised us that he would be there. So we're going to have hurdles and we're going to have distractions and we're, we're going to have obstacles, but you can't get hung up in that. Why? Because you have to remember that you're running a race to get the prize. And the prize is the souls that we're going to save. That's why we're running. We ain't just out there just running just to shoot the breeze for the day. No, we're running to save souls from this dying world. Because I, I look sometimes and it doesn't look like it's getting any better, but we're the ones that he left here to be the light and the salt of the earth. So we got to keep running. And so when you're running, you, you know you got to put make sure you have like Ephesians 6, and 13 and 17 says, put on your full armor. You got to stand firm. You know, we got to have our helmet of salvation. We got to have the belt of truth buckled around our waist. It says with the breastplate of righteousness and shoes for our feet. Remembering that we are more than conquerors, church. We're running a, a, a race here. We're more than conquerors. And D, as I just said, don't drop the baton. Now, they got one of these out there for their batons. But here, here is our baton, the word of God. Don't drop the word of God. Don't stop studying. Don't stop seeking what God has for us. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. 
He says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It goes on in verse 3 that says, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you and me will not grow weary and lose heart. So we got to keep saying we got to keep running. You know, we sing, I am on the battlefield for the Lord. <laughs> Are we on the battlefield for the Lord? That means we can't stop by the wayside. That means that we got to keep running no matter what. We got to keep pushing forward no matter what it looks like, no matter what the world is feeding you. You know what's in the word. You keep running. You keep your eyes on the prize. Second Corinthians at four says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. It may look, it, it may look like we're going down, but every time you go down, you can rise, get back up, don't stop, don't stay there in the place where the world would have you stay struck down and destroyed. No, we rise up to the occasion. How many times? As many times as it takes for you to get back up. If it knocks you down, get back up. You don't have time to stay there. We don't have time for a pity party. You got to keep going. You got to keep singing. You got to keep praising. You got to keep worshiping. We're going to come out of this, but it's going to take prayer and supplication to get out of all of this. It's going to take prayer to get us turned around. It's going to take prayer and fasting to get the churches back open again. We got to keep moving and pressing toward the mark. In 2 Corinthians, he, 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 he reminds us, he says, for our present troubles are small and won't last long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. You serve a mighty God. You serve a risen God. You serve a living God. He's still on his throne. When you find that when you're properly equipped for the journey, you know, you know, you can start seeing things a little clear. I, I don't know how many of you remember the song that we used to sing. It says, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. All of those obstacles that were in my way have been removed. I can see clearly now. That's what happens when you get in the word, even when trouble comes your way, when you start reading the word, there's something in there that will get into your spirit and, and, and it will open up some new avenues and some new journeys for you and, and you begin to see things in a different light. It's not, you won't be able to sit there and just be doom and gloom. It brings joy. It brings peace, but you got to get in the word. The word in 2 Timothy says, study to show yourselves approved. That's the only way we can stay on this battlefield. We got to stay in the word. We got to, to uh, spread the word. Don't, don't, don't just keep it for yourself, but go out there and share the word. You, you don't know how many people you come in contact with each and every day to cross your path that's going to need you to speak a word of life, speak a word of, 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 of not giving up, a word of hope, and God will place them in your path, but you've got to be ready to speak that word to them. 
We got to be ready in our homes to train up our children, Proverbs says, in the way that they should go so that they will not depart from it. And while we're carrying that word, you know, we got to carry the great, it's the great commission in Matthew in 28. He talks about making new disciples. Well, the only way we can make new disciples is to pass that baton. We got to pass it on. We got to teach. Each one, bring one. You got to teach one. You got to teach your children. You got to teach your family. Pass that. That's the baton we want to we wanna pass. And because we want to be a vessel unto honor and sanctified and meet for the master's use. And we can't do it unless we're in the word. That's what's going to sustain us. That's why we rise every morning because he is the lifter of our heads. That's the reason why we get up. When, when you open your eyes in the morning, you should begin praising and worshiping, not for just what he's already done, but what he's going to do, what he's doing right now. If we get into that posture of praise, we won't get so bogged down. We won't get so distracted if we just stay right there and remember who we serve. Because in this race, you got to run this race as if your life depends on it. And guess what? It does. Your life and anyone else who crosses your path, your, their lives depend on it. Every day we must be ready. We got to be ready to stand and defend the gospel. We don't know who we're helping. Some, sometimes you may be just planting a seed. You may never see it. I may come around sometimes years later and water it. We may never know where it goes, but some plant and some water. And God gets the increase. I'm not going to be before you long. I promised you I'm not going to be there. I'm almost done. But I just wanted to bring a word of encouragement to keep running, keep striving. Don't give up. Because you never know, somebody out there probably has never picked up the Bible, but they stop and they talk to you. And guess what? You may be the only Bible that they see or read for that day. So you got to be ready. You got to have a word in your belly. You got to be able to bring that word up at any time. And I wonder, I wonder how will we measure up? Will we shy away from it or will we put our best foot forward and, and lead somebody to Christ and to their eternal life? That's what it's all about. It's just as simple as that. And I just wonder, can the master, can he count on you to be the one to speak a word and pass that baton? Can he count on you to run a good race or will you fall by the wayside? Can he count on you to bring the prize home? The prize, that lost soul that needs to know about him and his saving power. You know, how, how many times have we made vows to the Lord? Lord, if you just let me do this, I won't do that. Lord, if you get me out of this this time, I won't ever do that again. Lord, if you do this, Lord, I'll do that. Lord, if you do this, Lord, I will do that. How many times have we made those vows? But the word in Ecclesiastes says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. That's all I'm saying today. It's a brief message today, but I hope it's one that has penetrated your heart. 
to put your best foot forward, to square your shoulders back, to look straight ahead and run this Christian race. Uh, Psalm 37 says, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. I thank you this morning for the opportunity just to come and encourage your hearts this morning. And as I close, I'm just going to remind you of John 16 and 33. I'm going to remind you why you don't have to sit and, 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 and be gray-headed from worrying and, 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 and all kinds of ailments from worrying. Because he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, he says, in this world, you will have trouble. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have problems. People are not going to like you. That's okay. But he says, take heart. Because I, God, has overcome the world. Amen? To God be the glory. That's all I have for you today. I just came by briefly just to encourage you to just keep on keeping on. I thank you, Father God, once again for the opportunity, God, to just come before you and give a word to your people. God, we thank you for everything that you've done and for everything that you're going to do in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord.